0: Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and today we will be discussing the article, Neuronal Networks in the Developing Brain are Adversely Modulated by Early Psychosocial Neglect. This paper was included among September's APS Select, a collection of the very best original research papers published by the American Physiological Society. Before we begin, let's meet our guest.
1: Hi, I'm Katerina Stamoulis. I'm a faculty member at Harvard Medical School and Boston Children's Hospital, and I'm a computational neuroscientist focusing specifically on brain dynamics and changes as a function of brain development and aging as well.
0: What led you to investigate neural activity in individuals with psychosocial neglect?
1: First, let me put this study into Perspective and give you some history about this work. The Bucharest Early Intervention Project is a longitudinal and still ongoing study that began in 2000. It is a randomized controlled trial, and the goal of the study was to assess the development of children that were raised in institutions in Romania, as well as the impact of removal from these institutions and placement in high-quality foster care. And it was a foster care specifically designed for this study. So the intervention was foster care placement, and these children were followed longitudinally and still are starting at about, on average, 22 months at multiple time points. From my perspective, as a computational neuroscientist with a background in the physical sciences, throughout my career, I've studied dynamic processes. So what was particularly exciting was the availability of these electrophysiological data collected over long periods of time during development, giving us the opportunity to study the dynamics of brain development and the adverse impact of psychosocial neglect on the evolving brain circuitry.
0: What methods do you use to characterize the development of brain networks?
1: So EEG data were collected at multiple time points, starting at, on average, 22 months And the time points that we studied were up to 96 months. And my contribution is the computational methods that were used to analyze this data. The developing brain is a noisy brain, and traditional tools may not be appropriate for being able to extract this information and characterize the evolving circuitry. So over the years, I've developed a number of tools that were applied to this data, as well as statistical models in order to be able to capture the trajectories of these networks that are changing as a function of age and compare networks between children that were raised in institutions and either remained in institutions or were removed and placed in foster care to those children that were living with their families in communities in Bucharest. So the study involves three groups of children who are measured longitudinally and analyze the such.
0: Tell us about the apparently connected brain networks you identified.
1: So first, I should point out that the data that we analyzed as part of this study were collected in the absence of any task. So we're talking about task-independent networks, and I don't want to call them resting networks because we are analyzing EEG data and resting networks have traditionally been associated with fMRI measurements. However, they are data collected in the absence of any task. And the two primary networks that were found that were apparently connected in children raised in institutions, whether they remained in these institutions or they were removed from the institutions and placed at foster care, where the first one was a abnormally hyperconnected network that involved parietal and occipital regions, and the second was an abnormally hypoconnected connected network that involved frontotemporal regions, particularly left-temporal regions. And these two networks were statistically distinct in the three groups of children that we investigated, particularly at 96 months. As I mentioned before, these children that we have analyzed longitudinally, so we looked at their data as early as a study entry, which was on average 22 months, as well as at multiple other time points later, including 42 and 96 months. But the most significant differences were found at 96 months.
0: What are the implications of these findings?
1: So the implications of these findings are potentially very significant and may also explain some of the findings from other studies related to the Bucharest Early Intervention Project, particularly behavioral studies that have shown cognitive deficits in these children across domains. So although these networks are task-independent networks, nevertheless, they play an important role in cognitive processing, task-independent networks reflect the flexibility of the brain and its ability to rapidly recruit various brain regions according to cognitive demands. So again, borrowing from the fMRI literature, we think that they may be able to explain deficits, for example, associated with visual or visual spatial processing in the brain that have been previously documented in these children. and this would be associated with a hyperconnected network in parietal and occipital regions. And they may also explain deficits in language processing, which would involve this, Left temporal frontal regions that we have identified as being aberrantly hypoconnected in children raised in institutions. However, also the finding that children who were removed from institutions and placed in foster care are statistically distinct from those who remained in institutions is a positive message showing a positive impact of this intervention on brain development and may also help explain some of the findings from other studies related to this project, such as improved language comprehension and learning in children who are placed in foster care.
0: What are the next steps in this research?
1: This is an ongoing study and we need to assess whether the positive effect of foster care placement or the adverse impact of the early institutionalization persists throughout development. So we have been collecting data at 12 and 16 years these children are continuing to be followed and we have this data available so the next step is to look at these networks and examine them with the same techniques in the same way and continue to follow the trajectory of their development so this is one part and the second part is now to begin to correlate some of these electrophysiological findings with behavioral measures that have been collected throughout this project, such as language measurements, in order to see whether there are correlations between this neural circuitry and these deficits or positive changes and behavioral measures.
0: I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, Neuronal Networks in the Developing Brain Are Adversely Modulated by Early Psychosocial Neglect, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology.